Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you know what I mean? Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Today we are chatting with one of the producers and creatives of this fun film starring Sean Patrick Flannery, Casper Van Dien, and Parmesh Verma, uh, an action-packed feature film called Ruthless Bastards. Uh, again, we're here with Alex Bogomolov. Happy holidays, my friend. It's nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, I have not seen the film yet. I have watched just little sizzle clips here and there. And I've heard this film being talked about. But my God, you're working with two of the biggest names in the industry. Uh, Three, Parmish, of course. Um, How how are you? Thank you so much. This is what appears to be a really action-packed, badass film from what I've read and seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are planning the release, uh, I hope, uh, late May. We have to deliver it to the distributors in March. So I'm I'm assuming it's, it's going to be around like late spring. Uh, so yes, yeah, so uh, the official trainer, uh, trailer is not out yet. It's just a short um, teaser we made for AFM. Um, yeah, we were lucky to have Strike kind of helped us. In a, in a way. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Sean and Casper, they were out of work. So they agreed to, uh, to join us and yeah, I love it. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we got the waiver because we're independent production. <clears throat> so we got a waiver from SAG and yeah, we produce it here in Canada. So I'm assuming because it was waivered and you were in Canada that helped you a lot, right? As far as getting this thing done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was, it was a long process to get the waiver, but I'm glad that SAG agreed and, uh, we signed the inter- interim agreement and yeah, it also helped us to get the, uh, the best crew. Uh, uh, when we were doing the action sequences, the, uh, special effects guys came to me and said like, Hey, Alex, how did you manage to get those stun guys? Like, we had the, the, one of the, I mean, the best team uh, in Vancouver. Now they're working on Tron. Um, so yeah, like yeah, well, nobody's working, so everybody's available. So we were lucky to have the best team, and not only uh, this uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera as well. So when it comes to making films, I mean, Canada has become well. There's always been films there and shows made. You know, like it's nothing new. 
But I feel like having spoken to a lot of people in the last five to 10 years, it's almost become its own entity as far as productions. Would you agree with that statement as far as like competitiveness with Hollywood? I mean, Stargirl comes to mind, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. I mean, a lot of things yeah. are being made there. Yeah, well, most uh, the main reason is the tax credit uh, okay. film incentive system in Canada. Yeah, and um, we as a Canadian production, as a fully Canadian production, we actually benefit even more because the tax incentive higher if you is that because you're hiring locals basically. Yes, the main, the main reason. Um, I mean, the main requirement is the content. Uh, so the director or the writer must be Canadians. Number one or number two uh leads has to be have to be canadians uh one or two and uh there's also key creative points you have to hit like six points out of ten for your composer art director dp etc etc and the most important thing the copyrights needs to belong to the canadian corporation so when the american then the hollywood company is coming uh they get the uh not the canadian uh content tax credit but the film uh production film production service tax credit which is lower but it's still it's a, it's a huge extended uh, uh huge uh huge uh, uh help for for the budget because you can finance it that's what we did um and uh yeah and I, that's what i'm hearing now from mo like lots of lot of productions coming to canada we're planning to go to canada because the tax i mean the the dollar rate is pretty pretty sweet because now it's like 1.35 Canadians for one American dollar plus the tax incentives. Plus we do not expect any strikes in Canada, but I heard that it's coming the next year at Teamsters, I think they're going oh, to wow. strike. So no one is uh, <laughs> off limits as far as that goes, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's to be expected on some level, but whatever. I mean, I'm sure it will work itself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's it's yeah. The, the everybody's saying like, okay, it's going to be a really busy year. That's very cool. So how did you get into storytelling, Alex? Where did that journey begin for you as a a creative uh, and getting involved in this side of things? Ah, uh, that's a long story. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Let Let's do the Reader's Digest version, like. Was it seeing something as a kid? Was it having an experience? Okay. That's generally how it starts, right? Yeah. As a child, you become interested in things and then pretty soon you're in the business. Yeah. First, first film I shot on my VHS, uh, my parents' VHS camera. Uh, and I didn't know how to edit. So we were literally like shooting, like this cut, change the clothing, change the shot record stop and so we didn't know how to edit but <laughs> that was a painful um and uh the journey actually well i did after i moved to canada i would say i started focusing more like okay new country new career yeah i was okay 2016 yeah but i need i i spent like a couple of years to improve my english first and um i started for well yeah i i started meeting with with uh, with filmmakers here and i understood that they don't uh they they're talented filmmakers but they know they don't know the business side okay and because I have a financial degree and because i have uh 
um, business background. So I was like, hey, uh, what's the plan? Oh, we shoot this and we go to the film festival. So I go, okay, what's the, like, I mean, how do you make the money back? Oh, we just we just hope somebody will pick it up. So, like, well, it's not the best business plan. You can't, <laughs> yeah, that's you can't not go, ideal. I would imagine. <laughs> can't go to the investors. They're like, hey, we just—it's a lottery. We might, you know, somebody might pick it up. So you can't raise money. So, I started learning more about the business and uh, also about the tax credits. It's kind of easy for me because of the financial degree. I was like, oh, okay, I understand how it works, and I also understand you can use it as a collateral and finance it. So it's. And if you're Canadian content, it's easily 40% of your budget right there uh, just to finance the tax credit. And uh, that's how I started. And then we teamed up with uh, Bruce Fontaine, who's a director um, uh, of Ruthless Bastards, and uh, with Wai San Chen, uh, who unfortunately uh, couldn't join us today. Uh, he's an uh, independent producer here in Vancouver. And uh, yeah, that's how we started. I learned uh, storytelling. I spent uh probably like because i felt like well the 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 story the script is the foundation of the good project so i learned storytelling and i also was in front of the camera that's how i learned i have an agent here and i did a couple um couple shows i usually play like a eastern european with a strong strong russian accent um and uh yeah that's how i learned about the industry i learned about i made connections and uh we were planning to do this project before COVID and then COVID obviously changed everything. Yeah. Uh, so it took us a while to, to rebuild again. And then we were lucky to attach Casper uh, and Sean. Yeah. yeah I mean, it just looks a lot of fun. Well, congratulations on this, of course. Uh, I mean, the, all of the success is very, very well deserved. Um, one last question. When you are creating a project like this or, other things as a producer or whatever your part is in mm -hmm. that, like, where does the validation come for you? Does it come from friends? Does it come from family? Does it come from working on the project? Oh, sorry. What do you mean validation? Well, as far as like, how do you feel, how do you equate success in this? Do you equate success in completing the project? Do you feel validated by that? Do you feel validated by friends and family saying good job? Like, how do yeah. you how do you equate success in this? Well, um, my uh, we had to sacrifice. I would, uh, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, we had to sacrifice some creative choices. We had to choose different path uh, because uh, when we were talking with Y and Bruce, we said like, "Hey, we the main goal." So there are two different types of production companies. Some companies they. Uh, produce to distribute and others distribute to produce. So I put distribution first. So we decided, well, let's focus on something where we can sell because that way we can return the money to our investors and we make them happy. And then we can go to other investors or the same ones and like, hey, here's now the next project, uh, let's do it. So that's why we had to cut corners. Uh, we had to, um, make some painful creative decisions uh but still i think we did a good job and, and as, as i said the uh, strike helped us in a way so if we're talking professionally for me uh the success would be when we return 100 percent of the money to the investors yeah. with some <laughs> but of course like uh creatively and just 
me personally, I would love the audience to say like, oh, this is a great project and uh, uh, deserve to be in a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Very That's, cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I can't Thank wait you. to see this. Ruthless Bastards. Are you anticipating a wide theatrical release uh, streaming or is that still being sorted out? Yeah, it's still being sorted out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But we kind of in a sweet spot because nothing's mm, the, the, was a quiet year production wise. So if we, that's why we kind of rushed into post. We want to release it earlier, um, and uh, because of the hunger on the market, we might uh, be lucky and get uh, theatrical at least, like maybe like limited theatrical in in North America or maybe in Europe. So, but nothing's confirmed yet. So the distributors wants to see the movie. So we got our rough cut, sorry, rough cut um, last week, no, two weeks ago. Uh, so now we we want to hear the feedback and uh, hopefully we lock the picture first week of January. We do sound, VFX, and yeah, uh, March we deliver the movie, and yeah, so theatrical. We hope for theatrical. Uh, but maybe we'll go directly to VOD. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Well, congratulations, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brett. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.